February 1, 2003. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
valley's so high, morality low. I lost my true lover. I'm buried in snow. They peer through the lenses She peeled off her clothes They shot her in places Where nobody goes The sweetheart so So high, the living so cool, and see now and know we're banking on the mullets are
valley so high Morality low I lost my true lover They cut off the bone Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, first day of Feb. Very warm weather here in Pedro. Uh, yesterday, I think the hottest day ever since they recorded weather. It was in the 90s in a lot of places. I spent about three hours, three and a half hours in the boat as I had a meeting with the Columbia Cats in Santa Monica and the traffic. Damn, if I had to leave Pedro a lot. I would lose my mind. Can't handle it. Hell ride. <laughs> yeah, total hell ride. Uh, some sadness. Uh, my bike got donated yesterday. So, checking out Next Tour's t-shirt art and um, Nanny's pad. Parked right in front of her door, a foot away. Plucked. So the motor began. Is it, in that vortex somewhere. Hopefully somebody can use it. Put it to good use. I do have my blue bike, so I'm not pedalless and I pedaled on it today. It's the one with the ape hanger. <laughs> so it's more like a stairmaster kind of deal riding it. But uh the other thing the um Columbia blew up over Palestine, Texas, so or Palestine, like they say. That was Clawhammer with uh, The Valley So Low. No, The Valley So High. Sorry. Bob Lee. It's Bob Lee's band with John Wall. The High Road or The Low Road. And uh, Chris. Bagarassi? How did you say his name? Damn, I can't. Let me look on the paper here. Bagarazzi. Bagger. Where's the credits? Who played what? Uh, yeah, Bagarazzi. And Rob on the bass. We started off with uh, John Coltrane, spiritual, from the live at the Village Vanguard in 61. Um, Raymond's in um, Italy, Head of Bone, first big uh, Italian show, Milano. In Milan? Yeah, he comes back uh, Monday night, and PBS is going to come to his pad and Capture how the artist works awesome. in his environment there. So, yeah, it's pretty trippy. Uh, he just got his cast off from breaking his heel in uh, Holland. And the scaffold f- fell. You know, he always goes in a week early to the gallery and paints it up on the wall, and the thing collapsed. And, uh, pretty scary. 
So, uh, can't wait to see him again. Uh, I got a friend in England named Martin. He used to be in this band, um, Boo Radley's. And now he has a band of his own called uh, Brave Captain. And he sent me the new record. The first record uh, he did as Brave Captain, he had me write the liner notes. And now he's got a new record. And uh, he sent it to me along with a bunch of other discs of stuff. Let's see. His new record's called Advertisements for Myself. And then it's got a quote from George Orwell. Advertising is the rattling of a stick inside a swill bucket. (laughs) Thank you, George Orwell. (laughs) Let the products sell themselves. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Martin sent me these uh, other CDs from the label his uh, new record came out on. So I don't really know them, but since they're contemporary, and he's such a great cat, I thought I'd just go for it. So we'll play some of that stuff. But first a song from his new uh, record. This is Brave Captain, Watt from Pedro Show. God plays dice. Waves, not particles. Microchips, radio computers. Okay, you're listening to KLX22097.3. The sound of Wichita.
Watt from Pedro Show. That's uh, Gorky's Zygotic Mincy. Uh, her hair hangs long. Your Badly Fitting Skin by Bench before that. Let Me Be Still from Pond Man. And we started off with uh, The Sound of Wichita from Brave Captain. Martin Carr uh, sent me all them CDs. His band, uh, Brave Captain, was first tune to that. And so that's what's happening in that part of England. That little scene he's in. Some trippy stuff. Thank you very much, Martin. Watt for Pedro Show, first day of Feb, 2003. Essential assistance from Brother Matt here. Hello. Brother Matt went pedaling last night. Yeah, yeah, Killer Sunset Session. Yeah. It was awesome. It's starting to get dark later, finally. Yeah, about time. Creeping back to summer. Instead of the early... A couple more weeks, uh, a couple more months, change the clocks, would be normal again. Yeah, and tour. I'll probably be tour. Two months from now, it'll be Watt's 50th tour. I think I'm going to call it the court that spun that top. The court that spun its own top tour, 2003. <laughs> Mr. Pete Mazich, Mr. Jerry Trebitich, second man joining me. I have practice with him right after the show today at 2. Maybe try to uh, go see uh, Getty Museum. Have you been up there? Richard Bonney put in the toilets there. Oh, yeah? And had some, Pass. some friends put in the lights. Um, I was there when it first opened. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm due because that was it was really packed in, and they tried to keep uh, the flow going, so you didn't really get to hang. Yeah, but, some uh, photo thing Kristen told me is going on there. But then they have a permanent collection that's pretty intense too, right? Yeah, it's like a, this, is, this is from their little photo collection. They dig it. Oh, wow. It's like all snapshots they made a big mural with. Oh, wow. Yeah, Desert Shot, 138, yeah. Cali 138, Joshua Tree. Yeah, Pear that's Highway. Yeah, that's what it's uh-huh. called. Somebody crashed a plane out there. Well, more by Lancaster a couple of days ago. <laughs> like practicing at nighttime with no, uh, you know, instrument thing and blasted all the hangers and whoops. Uh, Dirk told me he uh, he says he hears my bell in the morning, but uh-huh. I mean, he never gets out quick enough to catch me. But he said he went and saw James Blood Ulmer up at the Jazz Bakery. So he's touring around again. That would be cool to see. Maybe uh, tonight, too. I think it was like five or six days. Around. I know uh, Farrell Sanders is coming to Catalina soon. Oh, yeah? And he's cool. wild. Catalina gets some good stuff happening. Yeah. One time I was uh, watching Farrell. And uh, there's a little room on the side of the stage there, and he goes off in the room. You know, he's wearing two or three pairs of sunglasses, and he goes in the room and shuts the door. And like his band's still playing, he's playing the horn in there. <laughs> Trippy cat. Uh, what from Pedro show? Here's a Pedro former. Well, no, he's a current Pedro resident. <laughs> not just not as active, Mr. Charles Bukowski. <laughs> The state of world affairs from a third floor window. I am watching a girl dressed in a light green sweater, blue shorts, 
long black stockings. There's a necklace of some sort, but her breasts are small, poor thing. And she watches her nails as her dirty white dog sniffs the grass in erratic circles. A pigeon is there too, circling, half dead with a tick of a brain. And I am upstairs in my underwear, three-day beard, pouring a beer and waiting for something literary or symphonic to happen. But they keep circling, circling, and a thin old man in his last winter rolls by, pushed by a girl in a Catholic school dress. Somewhere there are the Alps, and ships are now crossing the sea. There are piles and piles of H&A bombs, enough to blow up 50 worlds and Mars thrown in. But they keep circling. The girl shifts buttocks. And the Hollywood Hills stand there, stand there, full of drunks and insane people and much kissing in automobiles. But it's no good. Chesara Sara. Her dirty white dog simply will not shit. And with a last look at her nail, she, with much whirling of buttocks, walks to her downstairs court, trailed by her constipated dog, simply not worried, leaving me looking upon a most unsymphonic pigeon. Well, from the looks of things, relax. The bombs will never go off.
I will not be pushed, filed, stamped, indexed, briefed, debriefed, or numbered. My life is my own. Questions are a burden. And answers a prison for oneself. You seen it? What from Pedro show? Trouble with the monitor thing. I gotta <laughs> wear these headphones. Uh, that was the prisoner. Uh, I was only supposed to play one of those bites, but I couldn't hear, so you got all of them. Some stuff from the show. Uh, we started that set with uh, resident of Pedro, permanent resident now. <laughs> He's planted, planted up there at Green Hills with <laughs> Dean Boone and uh, Mr. Charles Bukowski with the State of World Affairs from a third floor window. And then some uh, stuff from Texas. Marshall Ball, that's enough that stuff. Rocky Erickson, I'm going to free her. And uh, something from England, Judge of Crime, the pop group live from Bootleg. Uh, end of the first hour here, Watt for Pedro Show, February 1st, 2003 edition. Hold tight for hour two. February 1, 2003, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
teams up from the underground Glows in the dark Sips the sands of garbage Reach hard in
Watt from Pedro Show. Sorry about that. Um, that was DNA with you and you. Before that, Ricky Lee Jones. Little Yellow Town. And we started with Slater Kinney, who's coming next week with Heart Factory. We're going to be playing in town. A lot of helicopters over uh, Pedro here. Yeah, I think somebody did go over the cliff. OT Leaper. Yeah, so anyway, enough of that fret and stuff. Nice days, the OTs tend to drop. Yeah. <laughs> it's never the local folks. No, they make the big drive to Pedro. <laughs> There's been a few New Year's Days ones. Anyway, enough of that. Time for Brother Matt Spin Cycle. Take it away, Brother Matt. Deal with Susu Susu doctrine, you know. Man, no deal with Susu Susu doctrine, you know.
whoops. I hit the eject button. Shit. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. <laughs> yes, I'm thinking of this. Yes, I am. Town. Tom was the underground Hold you tight to so close Yes you are Please hold on to the steel rail Colonel with gloves Strauss leeches He isn't love on Sunday's mail all the fives crock Henrietta She's a mean go-getter Got to write her a letter Did I wink? Did I wink? Of this I am yum yummy yum dumb Yummy yum 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 Yes I'm Leeches chugging along with a funnel of steam. All the fives crock Henrietta. She's a mean go getter. Got to write her a letter. What from Pedro's show? I apologize to. Uh, Cass McCombs, he's the cat who was singing while I ejected him. Hit the wrong button like an idiot. Sorry, Cass. We just heard Sid Barrett with um, If It's In You, which is a great song. Maybe I played it before, I can't remember. But not in that order like Brother Matt is wanting to say. Before that was Cass McCombs off his uh, record on Baby uh, Legs label. What's that label called? Monitor, out of Baltimore. He's a great guy. We played uh, Oxus last week, which is also on that label. I wish they were coming out here, but they're only going as west as uh, Texas for that South by Southwest thing trippy band uh, before uh, Cass McCombs well the song we heard by Cass was uh, Your Mother and Father before that was Ray Barbie Moment by Moment from his uh, EP we've played all the songs from that now Triumphant Procession he's a great skater and uh, kind of going through some of the dilemma I am you know, trying to be a middle aged man and do what you did as a young man. But skating, it's probably yeah, been skating, a little tougher. Yeah, that, that hurts when you fall. Yeah. <laughs> Weebles wobble. A little more brittle. A little brittle, yeah. <laughs> the resilience. and uh, But he's still in there. I did a song with him for this, uh, I think I talked about it, this Bob uh, 
Berquist. Yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, we did a song called You Can't Stop Bob. This guy, he skates on rocks. This guy's <laughs> wild. <laughs> He's wild. Okay, and before Ray was um, Teenage Riot, a live uh, bootleg 45. Now they press this thing. Wobbly. Yeah, it's off center, okay? so But I thought it was very unique. You probably only hear it, something like that, on the Watt from Pedro show. So there's no uh, pilot error there on my part. That's the way it was pressed. So whoever manufactured was an idiot. But, you know, Thurston being a consummate record collector, I know he's got it. He had a single once that was stuck in the sack. A little paper sleeve too soon before it cooled down, so it was stuck in there. Yeah, you couldn't play it very well. But, uh, before that was uh, Brother Matt's spin cycle, of course. Thank you very much, Brother cool. Matt. That was a Thank trippy you. one. I went outside for checked a little bit during that, checked out the cliff. Drop zone. Toss. Body toss off the cliff. little basket ride from yeah. the copter. Yeah, I saw the basket go down, but I didn't want to... I wanted pictures of the fire trucks in the hel- helicopter. That was enough for me. I didn't want to see any bodies. And it's always a tragic thing when folks have so much to spare that they gotta. Whenever you hear a siren, take that last ride. <laughs> yeah, and of course everybody's jonesing, you know, to get a freeway wreck, looky loo thing going. You know, they were drooling. One cat goes uh, through the fence, you know, with his bike. Cops had to chase him down. And, Everybody's cowboyed up on the thing over something that's pretty sad. So anyway, someone's misfortune is someone else's entertainment. Yeah, not <laughs> the clowny way of things. Like probably goes way back to like public hangings and yeah, pillory. Guillotines, yeah, yeah, like yeah, let's go for it. Stoning today. You know, yeah, it's a gig. Okay, an end of hour two, Watt for Pedro show, Feb 1, 2003. Hold tight for hour three. February 1st, 2003. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show, and here's part 22 of the fourth tower of Inverness. And now we return to the thrilling adventure serial, The Fourth Tower of Inverness. Jack Flanders has discovered a strange land within the fourth tower. After experiencing adventures too numerous to relate at this point, he found himself upon a mountaintop. All around was a vast desert with nasty little creatures that darted in and out of holes in the sand and watched him and waited for him. Let's see. What choice do I have in this situation? I can either stay up here and die of starvation or go down there and be torn to shreds by those little creatures... Not much of a choice, if you ask me. And so all day he remains on that high place, not daring to descend. And at length the sun goes to rest and the moon rises and reflects in the bright eyes of those sand-haunting rakshasas which glitter in the distance on the dark desert like drops of water on the leaf of a black lotus. And all night he lies and watches them as a bird watches the eyes of a snake. Then in the early dawn... As the morning begins to glimmer in the distance on the rim of the world, he sees far away in the air two dark specks in the sky. And as he gazes, they grow larger and rapidly approach him, sending back to him, like mirrors, the red rays of the rising sun. 
Why, they're, they're birds of some kind. Swans, I think. Yes, they're, they're silver swans, and, and they carry in their bills the body of a third, a, a swan of gold. Wow, I can't believe my eyes. And they're going to settle on this mountaintop. Hail, fair birds. From where have you come, and, and where do you go, and what is this dead golden body that you carry as you go? And do you have room for one more? <laughs> and do you have room for one more? Hmm. He says that they're carrying home the body of their king, and that they must bear him ever onward swiftly to his own country. I beg your pardon. Oh, and, and that the funeral ceremonies may duly be performed. For he died yesterday in the land of the Lotus Jukebox. The Lotus Jukebox. Listen, listen, I, I, I've got to get there. Will you please take me there? You won't. Not a chance, huh? Well, I am a desperate man. I, I beg you to carry me to that land. Otherwise, you're going to have to continue without the body of your king. For my sword is very sharp, you see. Nope. You have to give me your word. Or your honk, anyway. Swear. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great scene, isn't it? Swear an oath that you'll carry me to that land. No dropping me somewhere halfway or anything like that. Good. Let's go. And so the swans bind themselves to him by an oath. And Jack takes hold of them by the neck, one in each hand. And they stretch out their necks and fly away with him over the desert. And he leaves far behind him the eyes of the Rakshasas glowing in the sand as if with rage to see him escape. After a long while, they come down to the edge of the desert. Jack looks down and sees, far below him, the blue sea, shimmering like the eyes of the goddess he had seen floating in that lotus pool. And at a distance in the water, like a dusky jewel on a purple carpet, he sees an island with a city on it. Tell me, wh what is that island I see below me? You mean it's finally the land of the Lotus Jukebox? In his delight... <laughs> in his delight, Jack lets go and claps his hands and falls like a stone into the sea. Should we uh, continue on with this? You're all fired. Hell, The swans give one final comment and return swiftly over the desert to the body which they had left upon the hill. But Jack rises out of the water like a cork and sees before him that long-sought-for land. And he shouts for joy. Joy? Joy? And begins... <laughs> Is there a problem? <laughs> In his delight, Jack lets go and claps his hands Whoopee! and falls like a stone into the sea. The swans give one final comment 
and returned swiftly over the desert to the body which they had left upon the hill. But Jack rises out of the water like a cork and sees before him that long-sought-for land. And he shouts for joy and begins to swim in that direction. And his pith helmet comes spinning out of the sky like a frisbee and lands just ahead of him. And he swims all day. And at last, though with difficulty, he reaches the shore. His strength almost gone. And he creeps out of the sea as the sun goes down. And overcome with weariness, he lays down upon the sand and falls asleep. And all night long he sleeps, and all day. And when the moon rises again, full and round, as if to see whether he was still there, he awakes. Finally at my journey's end. Why I'm here, I, I don't know. Or how I'm going to get back, I don't know. But for whatever reason, since that first day I set foot in Inverness, it's been my fate to pursue this jukebox and find its source. And so he goes up from the shore and through the streets of the city that lay before him black and white in the rays of the silver moon. But he meets nobody. It is as empty and dark as a barren womb, and silent as a stone incarnation of the spirit of death. And as he wanders up and down, he comes at last to a great palace, whose doors stand wide open, as though to say, Come in. That's very strange. He goes in and passes along, wandering with echoing steps from room to room. Then he enters a door and finds himself in a vast hall, whose walls are pierced with tall windows through which the moonlight falls, cold as camphor, on moonstones that hang in clusters from the roof. And from them the nectar falls slowly, drop by drop upon the floor. And at the far end of the room, on a golden couch, he sees, lying, a dead body, covered with a white pall. Who can it be that lies here, alone in this empty hall? And he moves on slowly, through the lights of the windows and the shadows of the walls, till he comes up to the end of the hall and stands beside the couch. And he stoops down over the body and lifts up the edge of the pall and uncovers the face. Oh, no. It's the Madonna Vampira. Jack, so astounded, leaps into the air and utters a cry. Oh. And he lets his sword fall with a crash upon the crystal floor. I left her living in Inverness, and I have traveled for how long and how far I cannot conceive. And here, at the end of space, I find her again, lying dead in this empty hall. And so he stands, like a picture on a wall, gazing in silence at that Madonna face, while the night wears away, and the moon travels on. And the tears flow from Jack's eyes, 
and the nectar from the moonstones falls slowly, drop by drop, upon the ground. And the shadows move round upon the floor, and at last, after a long while, he comes to. And he lets the pall fall from his hand, recovering the Madonna face, and finally stoops and picks up his fallen sword, and goes slowly out of that strange hall. He sits down on the marble steps of the palace, and falls into a waking dream. Now I'm inside, totally inside your mind. You can do it too if you wish. Just feel the taut wires, let your mind step out upon them. It's all right, I'll stay here in you while you step out and go visit me. Don't be afraid. Haven't you ever wondered what it would be like to ride around in someone else's body? You can be me, and I'll be you. Don't be so hesitant. I'll give you that. That music, tormenting me still. And where else can it come from but that palace? And when I find it, I'll destroy it. I swear I'll destroy it once and for all. And so once again he returns through the doors of that palace. But as he rushes through the empty rooms, he cannot locate the source. It's just like Inverness. The, the music just hangs there in space. It's impossible to get any closer. Damn it! I'll chop it into little pieces. There won't be a tube left standing. It's gone again. But as Jack turns, he finds himself at the end of a long hall. And there at the far end, sitting high upon a slab of green jade, is that lotus jukebox. So, at last. Well, what shall I do? Shall I tear it apart with my bare hands or, or kick it to pieces with my boot? Or shall I just cleave it in half with my sword? But as he approaches, he notices something very strange. That jukebox is just like the rest of this place. Still. Deserted. There are no lights. It's dead. It's funny. There's no plug and no outlet to plug into. I wonder, though. Let's see. No, no, there, there are no 50 songs here. Only chants and, and holy songs. Well, I think I still have one nickel left. Yeah. Something tells me that this still is not the jukebox that I'm seeking. Oh, well. Here goes. Hmm. Most of these holy songs I've never heard before. Oh, here's one that sounds interesting. I'll try this. A1.
As the Lotus jukebox begins to play, its colors radiate and dazzle his eyes and stream about the room and light up its walls with glory, like that of a setting sun. And as the music echoes through the empty rooms of the palace and out across the still gardens and down the barren streets of the city, Jack suddenly sees life moving around him. People talking, shouting, laughing in the halls and the gardens of the street of the city. And as he watches in wonder, and the music weaves its beautiful magic within that city, he sees a face moving among the others. A face that he's seen before. A proud, strong, weathered, yet warm and gentle face of an adventurer. The face is that of Lord Jowls. Lord Jowls. Lord Jowls, stop. Please, stop. It's your nephew, Jack. And as he runs through the crowds of people shouting the name of his uncle, tears of happiness stream from Jack's eyes. And it seems to him that that all that had happened had meant to happen. And all the pieces were about to fall into place. And finally, the old adventurer stops and turns to face this young man who calls his name. And as Jack runs up, about to throw his arms about his uncle, the music stops. The people fade away, and once again, he stands in the silent, empty streets. So close, so close, and and he vanishes just like a mirage. Oh, I don't understand any of this. The only thing I can hope for is is somehow to find another nickel around somewhere. And so Jack searches the streets, but no coins are to be found. And as he is about to lay down, exhausted and in despair, a thought suddenly flashes upon him. He takes off the pith helmet and the strip of felt along the inside band. Before Lord Jowls faded away, he seemed to point to this pith helmet. As if he were trying to tell me something. I, I wonder. Yes, by golly. There is something. Sure enough, it's a, it's a nickel. Just as though Lord Jells was attempting to tell me something. Jack races back to the palace, through the rooms, avoiding the hall where the body of the Madonna Vampira lay, and finally up to the jukebox. Once again, he inserts the coin. And as the box again lights up, he pushes the buttons A1. And once again, the music flows from the old Wurlitzer and the lights revolve around the hall, and the voices return, and the city flows with people, all exactly as it had been before. And exactly as it had been before, Jack sees the face of his uncle, and again he chases through the crowds, shouting, and again his uncle stops, and yes, again, as he is about to embrace those broad shoulders and weathered face, the music stops, and the streets are bare once more. Oh, my God.
Yes, I, I think I understand it now. Instead of playing A1, I should really have chosen the next selection, A2, and then I would have reached him. Oh, wow, I really blew it this time. But would Jack have reached him? Or is this still another level within a level that Jack has yet to experience? Where can I possibly find another nickel except back in Inverness? And how am I going to get back over that, that sea and that desert or, or through that god-awful woods? Again, he had wandered back to the palace and now stands outside by a pool. And on the surface of the pool, dragonflies dart about. And he looks between the lily pads and lotus blossoms that float there and sees his reflection. <sighs> I've had it. My head aches. My heart is heavy. For I've endured a lot these past days. And so Jack goes down the steps and plunges into the waters of the pool. And as he rises from the water, he can hear the current of a fast-flowing river. He looks up and sees the open door and the steps that lead down from the tower to the river. And his flesh creeps, and his wet hair stands on end, as water streams from his body and doubt bewilders his soul. How can this be? I'm back at the tower. This is the very spot where I first saw the old ferryman coming across the river. I'm right back where I started. last seven days were gently and lovingly lifted from an old Hindu myth called the descent of the sun. <laughs>
back to Canada Since I left it's been so long Take a long drive in my car Say goodbye to Arkansas Say goodbye to Arkansas All those nights in New York town All those faces and the sounds First time it kicked us to the ground Take a long walk through the pines She'll be waiting there for me When I step in from the cold It's not so bad now growing old so bad now growing
Watt from Pedro Show. There's some live Iggy, 1977, at the back door in San Diego. I think that's on the campus of Cal State, San Diego. I want to be your dog. Trippy, slow version there. Uh, speaking of Iggy, uh, he's in Miami right now recording with Ron and Scott Ashton. I got a report that uh, that Braxton six or seven songs for Iggy's new album and uh, this week they should put him down to tape and uh, it's pretty exciting it's not going to be all Stooges though I heard Virgin the label wants uh, these songs that Iggy recorded with uh, Green Day and some electronica whatever so but it's great Ron and Scott get to record with their own bandmate cool before that was Ben Guernsey with a song called Canada and and Serbana a uh, Georgia band before that with uh, part one of Riff Fest July 3, 2000 and we started off the third hour here with part 22 of the fourth Tower Inverness Kind of a trippy thing. It sounded like the crew got a little, uh, yeah, they lost the sea legs a little bit. Got there. a little loose there. Yeah, a little loose. <laughs> As Jack stumbles through his journey, through his mind. And they even gave you a little hint about uh, where some of it was uh, gently lifted. So you got some roots now of where this tail kind of comes from. Here's a band called Scenic. Watt from Pedro Show. Thank <laughs> you. 
Watt from Pedro Show. That was Credence. Someday Never Comes. Before that, we had uh, a band I uh, helped out a few gigs. Pedro band called Friolas Negros. Uh, day after Halloween, had a gig here in Pedro at the Sheraton. And that was a song called Wake Up. Good guys, good band. I hope they keep plowing on. Because uh, I think they're neat. It was a tough gig for me. I, uh, even though it was the day after Halloween, uh, it was like costumes and stuff. So after the pumpkin head up in uh, Los Feliz the night before, I had a rubber uh, skull mask on for this one. And it's pretty tough to play. <laughs> couldn't see anything. I couldn't breathe. But noble sacrifice. Thanks to uh, Charlie Peck for recording that. Before that, we had Sign Your Heart Over to Me by the Skeleton Killers, Brooklyn band, which features on guitar uh, David Reese, who has the, uh, he draws the comic uh, series called Get Your War On. So besides drawing and composing, he also plays guitar and sings in a band there. And uh, we started off with Lightspeed by Scenic. Coming on the end here of another Watt from Pedro show, the uh, February 3rd, no, February 1st, 2003 Groundhog edition. Day tomorrow. That's right. Be prepared. But we're going to have summer, yeah, no matter what he does in uh, Poxitani, <laughs> because it's a warm one over here. And for January was uh god could have been june so i don't know what february is going to shape up to be but definitely in our uh, warm mode here in socal here at the love grotto pleasure point pedro it's calmed down now no more fire trucks no more helicopters no more leapers no more leapers (laughs) don't give up even though things get bad don't leap you never know what's around the corner and life is a gift and so short anyway so uh, stick around see what's up that's my words on that subject there brother Matt thank you so much for Ooh, vital assist certainly thank you maybe uh, I got Prack now with the second man up the hill here at the practice pad Angel's Gate Cultural Center the officer's head where shitters once had been is now <laughs> three Pedro guys pracking. <laughs> and then maybe uh, I go up to the Getty after that and see some pictures. That's a trippy thing you got there, the Hockney. Yeah, yeah, um, it'd, it'd be cool seeing a thing up big. Yeah. All kinds of, I forget how many, like a thousand snapshots to make that thing. Yeah. Over. It's pretty wild, though. Yeah. All right. He uh, wrote a book about Al Vermeer, and these cats might have been tracing from a camera, camera obscura. As people demanded so much uh, realism, you know, three, four hundred years ago. And, uh, but come the camera and stuff, yeah. And Go back to. Uh, can't hide from the camera now. <laughs> yeah. So, what, so why do it with painting? Go to the abstract or whatever. Maybe that was Mr. Hockney's point yeah. with pictures. You got a cool perspective. A, pa- a painting made of pictures. 
interesting. Okay, everybody think peaceful thoughts because this is a hectic time. Okay? And keep your powder dry.